This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning we're going to have some conversation about some ideas that hopefully will help you, help you through this pandemic that uh, is creating all sorts of obstacles for us. And uh, with some right thinking, we can get around them and maybe turn some lemons into lemonade. That would be nice to do and no better person to turn lemons into lemonade and somebody who uh, has a great restaurant here in town, <laughs> Demas Restaurant. Peter Demas is with us this morning. Hey, Peter. Hey, how are you doing this morning? Good to have you with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, this pandemic uh, that we're seeing is ebbs and flows. I mean, <laughs> we think it's away and then suddenly it bounces back again. Uh, so and we, we're looking to you for some encouragement because... I'll have to say Demas uh, Restaurant has been a phenomenal uh, facility here in our community to show other businesses how to do some things. Uh, and, and, you know, people say, well, my business is not a restaurant. All businesses are pretty similar the way they work. Yeah, I mean, every business is going to have, um, you know, we, we, we always have customers. We always have to deal with the financial side of things. We always have to deal with bringing, you know, bringing sales in, you know, handling the, the people to help with those sales and then how to manage the expenses and, and uh, try to do that with the best possible way and best possible outcome. Um, you know, very few businesses don't have a competitor out there. I mean, so it's always, there's always something that, that, that there's in common that, that, you can, that you can do together. So, for example, I'm in a group called C12, which is a group of Christian business leaders. And uh, there, there's, there's multiple of them all across, actually, the world now. They're now international. But my group here in Murfreesboro, there's 12 of us in, in the particular group. And there's several groups and uh, all different ranges of people that will come and then we get to also talk about our business and talk about businesses ministry uh, but but it doesn't matter whether or not they're in the printing business or they're in construction or you know, or a restaurant it doesn't matter we're all able to learn and we get to talk about our businesses and concerns and and have other people give us advice so yeah being in a business is is doesn't matter what type it is we're all learning from each other what have you taken away from the past year and a half almost now. I mean, this is, it, it has brought some challenges and, and you've had to adjust to it. How did you do that? Well, I mean, first of all, it's only two weeks, right? I mean, that's how long this was supposed to last. So right. um, <laughs> for some reason, it's still going. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we had a, we had a, a general manager's meeting yesterday. And, and one of the things that I was talking about, you know, kind of, kind of reflecting upon the, the last year and a half and and I said, you know, one of the mistakes I made was I, I was I, I had assumed it was going to be two weeks. And I'm like, and if they were off, it might at most be four. And, you know, obviously it's still going on. And, you know, I think the biggest thing that, that we're seeing is 
so many people are still don't know about it even after a year and a half there's still so much that's unclear there's still so much that that um, you know there, there's disagreements on you know you know the cause where it started um, you know how it how it transmits all of the stuff and so I think as a result it, it's not as much I mean the virus is scary I mean the virus is real but but because of the lack of knowledge around it, I think it has increased such a level of fear among people because of the uncertainty of it. And from that uncertainty, you know, people have a massive amounts of opinions that they hear from multiple sources, and some are legitimate sources, some aren't. And as a result, I think it's created a lot of chaos and, and confusion. And I think we just have to we have to learn how to deal with that chaos and confusion because we know this isn't going to be the last of the chaos and confusion in our lives. This is just one of the many that we'll probably be experiencing. It's interesting to look at the uh, pandemic and learn that in the beginning, when this was starting, we were seeing most of the people who have had the coronavirus were senior citizens. They were the older segments of the population and uh, it was going through the nursing homes uh, and, and just really wreaking havoc. After the vaccinations came out, most of those people must have gotten their vaccinations. That was the, the word that we got. The, the numbers are very high of the seniors who got the vaccinations. And now, since that has happened, those people are seeming to be lower in the numbers of people who are getting the, the new uh, coronavirus. And those who are getting it are the younger ones who for one reason or another did not get the vaccination. So what are you doing to encourage people or are you encouraging people to get a vaccination and your employees to get vaccinations? Uh, that's one of the big questions, I think. How do you do that? How do you get that you know, across? You know, the... the, the, the my view has been is that all we're doing is we're trying to educate people and I'm trying to give them the information that we have. But since again, so much out there is, is not fully available. You know, I, I, I can't ask them specifically. I can't, um, you know, that, that's not something I'm allowed to do. Um, on what, what procedures they've had or not had, I can't do a lot of that stuff. So I can give them the information and, and, um, and, and let them make the decision based on themselves. So for example, I know someone who cannot get the vaccine because they have a medical condition uh, that, that the vaccine um, has been known to, to exacerbate. They can't get it. Um, so, you know, they, there's nothing they can do. However, I also know that same person has had COVID in the past as well. So, you know, the question is, is, you know, you know, where do they stand in regard to everything with vaccines? And yet we, I know other people who have had a vaccine who, who has had COVID. It was actually a younger person who's had vaccine and has recently tested for, for COVID. And then I know other people that flat out to refuse for political reasons. And I know people who are going out and getting it no matter what. So again, I think this, this, the, the vaccine, although I think has, has uh, definitely solved the problems. And I think what we're seeing is, is at least the, the impact when they do get COVID is so much better than if with the vaccine than without the vaccine. I still think there's still a lot of uh, confusion and fear surrounding it. And I think that's why so many people are refusing to get the vaccine uh, regardless. So I think, 
you know, you give them the facts and then let them make the determination on their own. I think that's all that we're, we're, we're required to do. And, and if people don't want to get the vaccine, you know, they, they, they do that at their own risk or, um, or, or they, or they, 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 they have to, um, you know, and, and if they think that the risk is worth it to not get it, then that's, again, that's part of their choices. And I think we have to, we have to kind of look at it from that area. But when you make those decisions and if you, ha- and if you, you make those decisions, you have to realize that you're, decision impacts so many other people your decision impacts the hospitals your decision impacts your family your decision impacts you know um uh, everybody else that's not just you that you make a decision anytime you make a health related decision it's not just you you're making that decision of whether if you're choosing if if you're overweight and your doctor says you have a heart condition you need to lose weight if you still choose to eat bad you know that that's not only you impacting your own body; that's impacting everybody that loves you. You know, so and I think that's a that's a big piece that we don't like to take into account. Um, but but at the same time, again, some people you know have made the decision that that it's not good for their particular body, and I think that we can't uh, uh, sit there and and judge them in any way that that there shouldn't be any expectation that they should judge those who have vaccines. So so I think again, this is a this on the on the societal level um, from a business perspective i think there's just too many variables to go into to having a a definitive answer one way or another we're talking this morning about the pandemic and how it's continuing and the impact that it's having on our lives uh, whether it be our working lives our lives at the schools schools are just nine days or so away from starting again and the officials at the schools, they've been on the air with us here. They're very concerned. What do you do? I mean, how are we going to keep the numbers down as far as uh, people getting the coronavirus? Uh, And then in the beginning, there were physicians saying that coronavirus has been with us for forever almost, and that it has a history of coming on strong, but then it'll fade out on its own in about a year. We're waiting for that. <laughs> it's supposed to be two weeks, not a year. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for the fade. <laughs> so uh, this has, I, I, I guess, for people who, and, and I, I really admire people who are able to face dangers and, and uh, negatives and, and, and come through shining uh, great and because they've done it with a positive attitude. Uh, this has certainly been an opportunity to get some positive attitudes. Uh, what would you do to encourage people who are uh, really frustrated right now? You know, I think the big thing that you have to understand with frustration and when you're looking at, at, at the frustration is you got to really go to the root cause of your frustration. Because, again, when I listen to people and, you know, some people are frustrated because not everyone will go get a vaccine or some people are frustrated because, uh, they, they, they feel like it's being pushed upon them and it's about their freedoms. You know, and, and, but at the end of the day, I think what your frustration really deals with is your own personal insecurities. You know, what is it that, that, that it's creating that level of frustration? And then ultimately at that point in time, you have to kind of deal with that issue to help you kind of overcome it. Now, the other piece that we have to look at is, is that, you know, we, we recognize with, with something of this magnitude, something that is uh, this, um, 
uh, large and and this fast, we recognize that 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 God's hand is in a lot of this. And this is one of the things that I've seen um, about COVID is because science hasn't seemed to come with a definitive answer. So science can't necessarily explain everything, and that's the reason why you know that that's that 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 part that God has 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 kind of supersedes all of it i mean god invented science so i mean but at the same time that's where we put our faith and our hope and when we put our faith and hope into into god we can we can kind of get past a lot of those frustrations it doesn't mean that i never get frustrated doesn't mean i don't get angry or worried or sad but it does tell me how i can get through that so i can kind of look at what was the root cause that causes that and then how can i turn that over and give that up to give that up to god because i mean if if it deals with a shame issue or deals with a fear issue we already know that Jesus took that on the cross. So it's because of that, I can sit there and rely on him and know that he's already taken that from me. You know, the Bible tells us that, you know, we, we, we were alive and now we're dead and, and we have a new self. Well, you know, the, the dead people don't have shame. Dead people don't have fear, you know. So, so I know that I can count on that piece of it, that because I'm living with him and he's living inside of me, then therefore I can, I can kind of rest on that hope. And then that's where the peace comes from. And, th- and that's what the part that, that, that I've learned a whole lot over the last eight years, but, but more in particular within the last couple of years. It's uh, really been able to, to test that faith and test my boundaries of, of, of that. We have a text here from a listener who's asking, do you think God is disappointed with the way we're doing things here on the world? And maybe this is just a opportunity for him to get our attention you know i don't i don't know there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of those thoughts out there whether or not you know you look throughout all of history and you know and you look throughout the bible and you could see there's been many times that 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 we've disappointed god but it starts all the way going back with adam and eve i mean they're the ones that originally disappointed god and we were punished for it and as a result you know we had to do that but what has happened is is he has given us an opportunity to get through that so we will continue to make mistakes and disappoint, but I do think at the same time that's where we repent and 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 we and we uh, uh, and we're honest with him about it. We're honest with him about our fears, and I think when we're not, I think that's where that is. I don't think that God sent this as a punishment. It could be, but I don't think that's the case. But at the same time, I do think that God uses whatever means that He has to turn us back toward Him, and so whether or not. He created it. He allowed it. All of that stuff. I'm not smart enough for that, but I do know that because of this, how our response ought to be and how He wants us to be from it. I also can see that that throughout this, um, you know, throughout this pandemic and the way people have reacted, you know, we have seen both sides. But I think as Christians, we have a duty to also pray for repentance for all of us, and we see that in Daniel. Daniel doesn't pray when he sits down and prays. Um, he, one of the things that his prayer is, is he's praying on behalf of the nation. He's praying on behalf of all the Jewish people, and he is repenting for, for things that he didn't do, but things that, that he is part of the, the, the Jewish people had done. And as a result of that, I, he, we get to see him being honored, and, uh, we, 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 uh, and, and have a whole lot of revelation come because of that. So I think that's part of our duty as Christians. So instead of focusing on, on why it happened and, what, you know, and, and how God feels, I think we need to know focus on how we need to react to the circumstance. Now, you had mentioned at the beginning of the program that you're meeting with a group of Christian business people here in the community. And how long have you been doing that? I've been doing that for probably five, almost six years now. 
Wow. Okay. So not just during the pandemic. No, no. This is this is a this is a group. Like I said, it's an international group called C12, and um, uh, and they they break it up into little areas. So like um, uh, so and and then they have it in smaller boards. Such as, so like every board they try to get around 12 people because they figured that's the maximum amount. In uh, the Middle Tennessee, I don't. We have. I think five board chairs in the middle Tennessee area. And then we have uh, within those board chairs, they have several boards underneath that as well. And so, uh, so, so, uh, but, but, but it has always been discussed, but during this pandemic and during this time, obviously a lot of focus and changes occurred on that. Some of the businesses have thrived during this time. I mean, if you're a home builder during this time, your, your business is, is skyrocketing, but if you're in, in retail or, or restaurants also, you're, you're experiencing something completely different. And so, but at the same time, you know, we had, you know, 2008, 2009, you know, home builders were in, in terrible shape. So, so I think, you know, that's where part of this, this, this group comes together is we're there to help encourage each other and and um, and and uh, stand beside each other during those times here's another question from a listener how has the pandemic affected your overall profit margin uh, at different stores and are there any plans on changes as far as closures or cutbacks in hours you know, right now, the, the, the biggest thing, and, and yes, it's impacted us in multiple ways. It started out by, by, by impacting our sales, um, and then uh, then the increased cost because everything moved to carry-out supplies. So a, a dish you can use over and over again, a, a to-go box you can use one time. Uh, we also had to pay for extra stuff for extra extra different types of chemicals uh, and other areas of which they uh, individual packaged items, as opposed to like a glass ketchup bottle, we had to get ketchup packaged. Packets. And then the supply chain kicked in where we started uh, prices of, of, of steaks and chicken started going up and many other things. So we started losing there. Then the next stage of it has been um, uh, uh, labor. Uh, so as a result, we can't get labor in. So right now, for example, in, Mur- in our Murfreesboro location, we're short about 15 grill cooks and about 10 dishwashers. And so we uh, we haven't opened our party room in, in in many days because we just don't have the capacity in in the back of the house to to cook for it. We've had to close early on a couple of days uh, because we didn't have the, the the grill cooks that could stay all the way to close. And even though we are, are cross training and training and hiring whatever we can as much as possible, people just aren't coming into work. And um, and so and we're seeing that all throughout Middle Tennessee. It's not just specific to Murfreesboro, but but we're seeing that there. And in my conversations, uh, it's happening across the nation. Why do you, why do you think that is? Well, a big part of it was with so many people. Um, th- there are three reasons I think. I think the the main reason is is that many people were, uh, were got got unemployment when they were laid off, and a lot of them were laid off, particularly restaurant workers. And as a result of that, they started. Um, uh, they're, they're still on unemployment, uh, and they are are able to maintain the unemployment just by applying for a job. Now, critics will say it's because restaurants don't pay pay enough, but in reality, is is every restaurant I know has gone up significantly on their on on what they're paying people. You know, so you know, we we aren't minimum wage jobs. Uh, there are probably some restaurants out there that pay that, but I know very few that do. I know very few that did before this pandemic, but even now. You know, we're paying 
you know, uh, people up to $14 an hour. Um, and then we also have managers that we still can't struggle getting in. So I think that's a big part of it. I think there's other areas too. I think some people are still scared to come out and I think that's impacted some. And I think also, uh, there's some childcare issues. There's some legitimate issues when, when daycares were closed and, and people couldn't drop their kids off to come to work or, you know, they had family members that they didn't want to, to pass their children off on to. So I think there's been several factors into it, but so far what we have seen, um, people, coming in um, wanting people's names so they can get certified for unemployment when they really aren't uh, when they're really not applying and we've seen that enough to tell me that that is a bigger problem uh, than, than than the other two good morning you're on WGNS with Peter Demas how are you today oh, I'm just lost as you can be okay <laughs> but help 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 let me tell you all and ask you all something uh, uh, until you guess let me you know I, I go to church every now and then Brother Barton, do you guess? Let me tell you, man has been a mess ever since I've been here. Let me tell you something. I've heard about the Bible. I've heard the Bible. I've seen Bible folks. I hung around Bible. I hung around my family. Was you know, I've heard about all the sides, all the pages. Man has always been a mess. Can I get an amen for somebody? Let me tell you, I've heard, I've seen people who always want to be Christians. We said we'd live in the Bible built. Have y'all heard that? And you know what? We just a terrible around here as he is anywhere. I've been wondering, wait a minute. Now, God knew how we were going to be before he made us. Uh-oh. Because my God knows everything. Why do you waste time on us? Uh-oh. Somebody answer that question for me, please. Okay. Thank you for calling. What about that? You know, I... I, I it's good. To, he has a, a good sense of humor, obviously. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, yes, we are a mess. And yes, God created us. God created us. But and yes, he knows yeah, everything. Yeah. And so I think, you know, this is not as this is not a, a, a simple answer, but I'm going to try to simplify it as best I possibly can. Uh, God's plan is much bigger than what we could possibly imagine. And, and God has had to... Uh, you know, be, because of the 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 fall from Satan, because when he fell and he started going after the people that God loved, and so and as a result of that, God still loves us, and that's the thing about it is, is that in spite of us being in a mess, in spite of us having all these problems, God still loves us, and He's trying to give us a way so that when He creates this the the, the next world that He is trying to create, then from that we get to. Um, uh, so, so, so his plan is much bigger and, and longer than what we can imagine. To try to imagine playing, uh, trying to understand kind of how his plan works all the way through, it would be, it, it's like playing, trying to play chess with somebody who can think a million moves ahead of you and you already know what you're going to do. We don't know what the ultimate plan is. When we read the Bible, that is uh, just the story of our relationship with him, but it doesn't always give us the, the his exact plan and everything that he has in plan in store for us. So that's where our faith comes in, is knowing to trust him and knowing to trust that uh, that what he has for us because he loves us so much and that's what we're, we're going for we're not here for right now we're here because he's asked us to fulfill his purpose so that when we have the the, the world the, 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 the later that he is going to create then that's where we're going to see the, the, the beauty and peace and the perfect world that he's created let's take another call here good morning you're on with Peter Demas how are you Good morning. How are you? If we'll just hang in there and believe the Word of God, he said he'd make you enemies uh, the footstool, 
And that's, hey, his word ain't going to turn back, boy. Red and yellow, black and white, and don't make no difference. We're precious in his sight, and uh, his word ain't going to turn back, boy. So, you know what? First John 4 says, let not your heart be troubled. And I'll put my finger back at me, but I know he's in charge. Y'all have a blessed day. Thank you for calling. And our phone number, if you want to join us, and you can talk or text, whichever you prefer, is 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. Stay with us. On air, online, and on the phone. You can listen to us anywhere. News Radio WGNS is Rutherford County's place to talk. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We specialize in every instrument that the local musician needs at prices comparable or better than online prices. We do guitar repairs and setups, lessons for every instrument from strings to keyboards to drums. We are your local music store. You need to come see us. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Hi, this is Becky Bookner, and I'm just so proud to talk about the veterans in our community and what an incredible gift they've given all of us, and that's our freedom and the right to live in this country, and we're so grateful to them for the sacrifices they've made. Honoring and remembering those who served in our military. I was on a guided missile frigate. Here is today's Salute to Veterans. I was in combat close to 18 months. Got out on early release in 73 when the ceasefire occurred. The so-called end of the uh, hostilities it never really did until 75, but for us it did and I was early out because of my combat service. Vietnam veteran Ralph Gervasio. What was the atmosphere like when you did come home in the 70s? It was, it was really poor. Couldn't come home in my uniform, let's put it that way. I had to come home in civilian clothes because of the flights and because of the airports and the kind of reception that I could possibly get. You hear a lot of negative things about uh, when the Marines came back and it's all true. In the latter part of the war, they didn't want us to have eggs thrown at us or uh, slurs or things of that sort, so I had to come home in civilian clothes. I didn't admit that I was a Vietnam veteran at all until in the 1980s. I couldn't get my old job back because I served in Vietnam. And so from that point until the 1980s, I never admitted I was a veteran at all. It would have been a negative, not a positive. You know, you don't hate the warrior, you hate the war. Vietnam veteran Ralph Gervasio. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Hummingbird Hill is an equal opportunity provider. Hummingbird Hill, Smyrna's newest apartment home community for people 62 and up. Furnished with all electric appliances, including a washer and dryer. Income restrictions apply. Background and credit check required. Join Smile Doctor Smyrna Thursday, July 29th, 11 to 4 for the Summer Smiles event. Barbecue, games, and door prices. Free consults and scans to see your new smile with their smile simulator. Same-day braces or Invisalign. Walk-ins welcome. Smile Doctor Smyrna across from Nissan. 
Two powerful FM signals, one AM signal, and online at WGNSRadio.com means that you can listen to us anywhere. AM, FM, FM, online. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're sort of working our way through this pandemic. And uh, as Peter had said, uh, we initially thought, well, it's going to be two weeks. And here we are. (laughs) A year and a half later, it's rearing up again. We thought it was going down, but it's increasing. That being in business uh, has had to have some challenges for you. But as you look back on that, are you seeing any victories? Are you coming away saying, we've learned this, we've learned something new that we probably wouldn't have tried before? You know, I think with all business, I think as long as you stay open, that's a victory. Uh, it's particularly <laughs> during a time like this. So, so yes, there's a lot of things we've done. You know, um, you know we, we've, 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 I remember uh, the first time I ever saw a curbside uh, from a restaurant was Outback, and they did an outstanding job at it. And um, I still go to Outback and get carry, carry out food all the time because I think they do just a great job with their, their carry out. And I remember thinking, man, I wish I could do that, but our building isn't set up for it. We just can't do it. There's just no possible way that we can do it. And other people would bring it up, and I'm like, there's just no way. I, you know, can you come up with a solution? No one could come up with one. And then, <laughs> and then this pandemic came, and within 48 hours, we figured out how to do curbside, and it is now here to stay. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so there are things that that. You know that 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 I would have assumed it was impossible, and just but 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 when you're under that crisis, you all of a sudden things start becoming more possible than 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 not, and and we see a lot of those type of victories that we've had. Um, you know, we, um, you know, my my father has told me all all the time that that in business everything has a beginning and end, and and our job as business owners is just to make it last as long as possible. And you know, and and when it ends, it's the time for it to run its course, and it's time to end. And so, when you have a pandemic and you have this type of stuff, and there is so much that hits you every single day, you're turning around. And it, at the beginning of it, it was hourly, and then it, you know, and so when you don't know what to do and you don't know what to expect, I think at some point in time that that you, you you're relying on, uh, you're relying on your faith, you're relying on just just and and, and grit and uh, just being undeterred to to extend that period from beginning of end. And, and so, again, every single day that we are open, uh, we, we, we're, we're appreciative. You know, I think three years ago, we were taking it for granted. You know, we're going to be open here and we're going to do this. And I think now we're so, we, we, we've learned to appreciate a lot of the little things that we had just taken for granted uh, before. One of the things we were chatting about during the, the commercial break there was uh, how things have changed in all of our surroundings. I mean... Not only are business owners concerned about the future, obviously individuals are concerned about the future. We see increases in suicide. We see uh, increases in uh, houses being foreclosed on. We see other issues that uh, are, are frightening to people. And we never know what the person next to us or across the room is going through. Uh, is this an opportunity to reach out and help other people? Absolutely. I mean, every time that, that I think a lot of it is, is that we, we have to pay attention um, uh, to, to, to what's going on around us. And, 
and, and, and see it. it is not our burden, um, but we do have a responsibility to help other people. Now, if they don't want to take our help or if the help doesn't go the way we expect it to go, uh, that's not our burden. We don't get to go home and, and take all that on to us. Uh, people, again, are responsible for their own actions and for, for, for their own behaviors. But when we see people that seem like they're heading down that path, I think we have a responsibility to step in and, and, and help them you know, find ways to be able to get them through whatever the circumstance is. You know, I, I, um, uh, you know, one of the things that we have within our, within our organization is we have chaplains that work within our organization. And so we, every time we know of someone who's going through any type of problem, whether even if it's something as simple as, as you know, a, a teenager's going through a breakup or, you know, stressed about school, you know, to, you know, I'm having financial problems or I have drug and alcohol problems, the chaplain is there to help for them. And, and so, so even if you don't, you're not qualified to help, you are qualified to help them find help. And so we're all there to be able to do that. But, but, um, and, and I think by doing so and by helping others, it, it helps us kind of get some of that mindset off of ourselves and our, our own problems. I know I always feel tremendously better when I help other people more than I do when, you know, I just kind of have a day that I have no problems myself. It's always one of those things that just, just kind of helps me kind of get to that next stage is when uh, I get to talk with somebody and, and help them get through a cir- circumstance. Do you see this as possibly being a, a time when we're, we're getting through some, some challenges, some mountains to climb, so to speak, and once this is behind us, things will be better? Uh, thanks to what we have learned to do uh, and, and being a kinder, gentler people. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a history fan. I've, 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 you can look throughout, and I love reading about history, and you can kind of see history is very, very uh, cyclical. You know, you see moments like this and, and of different times and different ways, and it may not be exactly the same way, obviously, as we, we learn to progress and move forward. So, uh, yes, I, I, I do believe we do because, again, we will have that. But I also believe in the Word of God, and the Word of God says, end of times is going to get worse uh, that we're going to see both a, a a a great revival and and a great level of hope along with the greatest amount of evil, and so we know that's going to be the case. Um, and so, so we know as we at some point in time we're going to hit that point where where we're not going to see it. I don't think that's where we are now. Um, I don't think we're 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 close to it. But I know we're closer today than what we were yesterday, and so. I, I, I think we have to kind of accept that and say, okay, now what are we going to do to help on the, the side of good versus the side of evil? And I think, we again, it's our own personal responsibilities and what we can do. Again, when we start focusing on everything that we can't control, that we can't do anything about, um, I think we, 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 we focus too much on all that other stuff, and then we just get hopeless. I look back in Nehemiah when they were going to, uh, when they first came to, to build Jerusalem, and, and originally they came and they just, they, they just kept the walls down and they got discouraged and wouldn't do anything. And Nehemiah came and said, okay, you're going to be responsible for your section. And someone else is going to be responsible for their section. And when there was no longer, they had to worry about the entire wall and they just had to worry about their section. They were able to accomplish more. It took them years to get to, to nothing versus Nehemiah coming and matter and, and did it in a matter of just, just some months. I was able to rebuild this wall uh, uh, admits a lot of pressure to not do it, but because they were able to kind of take it into their own area which they can do something about, I think they were able to do it. So I would think that each individual person 
when you start feeling that frustration of what's going on in Washington and what's going on in, in California, what's going on there, just needs to say, okay, what can I do? How can I show love today? And what can I do for, for that? And what can, impact can I make in my circle of influence? Because everybody has a circle of influence. Some are small, some are large. But, but if I can impact my circle of influence and help encourage it and move it from there, I think we will start to see a, a softening of, uh, of people across this country. Here's a text from a listener, and they're asking, they said that over the years, they feel like they have become politically correct. It it just, the world has taught them, you don't talk about these things because you could offend somebody. And they said, quite honestly, they're afraid to talk about much of anything these days because they don't want to offend somebody and get shot. Uh, What can they do? Well, you know... (laughs) We don't want to actively offend somebody. I think there's a big difference between actively offending somebody and and accidentally offending people. Uh, I have a mouth, and 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 I and I speak, and, and I upset people from time to time just on how I feel and how you know, and 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 it's not intentional on my part when I when I do it. And when I recognize I offend an individual, I will apologize to that individual for offending them, and we can discuss and talk about like what what was it that was offensive and, and why. But I'm not going to worry about what I say because I know, again, in my heart, I'm not going to intentionally offend anybody. I'm not going out to do so. You know, if I'm going to intentionally offend somebody, they're a friend of mine that we're just joking around and teasing each other. I do that all day long. But 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 as far as just in general, it's not something that I'm going to continue to 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 to, to focus on or. or worry about I'm um, I am who I am and um, I like me you know and so I'm not worried about uh, uh, you know changing me in order to make everybody else happy because I can never make everybody else happy but what I can do is just try not to um, again I don't want to be mean or, 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 or to, to, to people randomly um, and and again and when we do because we're all emotional people. We're all going to mess up. So when we do, uh, we, we have to take the responsibility and the accountability to go and apologize to that person for, for, for acting that way. And coming from a Greek family that, 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 that has high tempers and, you know, we get angry and we'll yell and we do all this other stuff. You know, one of the things I've had to learn to do is, is that in work. If I get angry um, and I yell, even if it's not even at that person, even I'm yelling at somebody on the phone that, that's like a salesperson that, 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 that's just bothering me too much, you know, whatever the situation is, I'll go to every single person that may have heard me and apologize to them for my behavior if I end up doing that. Because, again, I think it's important that, that again, we take accountability and responsibility for our own actions. But I think to operate out of fear is exactly where Satan wants you to be. And because he's trying to create you from, from speaking out on things, uh, then, then as a result of that, we, um, we have a tendency to hide. And as a result of that, evil will begin to flourish because we're afraid to speak out. Now, you mentioned, and I keep going back to this Christian group that you are a member of, of people who are in business together. Uh, obviously, everybody can't be in that same group. But I'm wondering in hearing what you're saying, maybe other groups are out there whether it's in your church, in your clubs, where your civic clubs, what have you, uh, maybe maybe there are opportunities to exchange ideas and create some 
some bonds. There is. There's not only there's groups, and, and I agree. Most churches have different small groups and different uh, and, and and different avenues for that, depending on the circumstances that that you're experiencing. There's another group out there for both employers and employees uh, called Living Scent Ministries, and um, uh, they're also located in Middle Tennessee. They're starting a chapter up in Detroit. Uh, we do have a Rutherford County meeting that meets. Um, and again, it, and that is a that is a group that that where it talks about again your faith in your workplace. Um, so and, and it's um, uh, it's a different format. It's an amazing organization that I'm also proud to be part of. And um, and so so there, that's also a group that you can get together and be around other believers and and do that. But but other than that, uh, you know, just call local churches and and just say, hey, do you have a group that deals with this? So you can probably even just Google you know Google those type of support support groups and things that that you might be struggling with and to be able to be around other people who can here's the thing we're not alone in this that's the funny thing about it is we assume that our problems are by ourselves and we're too scared to admit that we have those problems to get the help that we need to have because we're afraid other people will look down upon us or, or do whatever you know I, I I don't think that's the case I think what we we, we we desperately need the help but again if we're so scared to, to let anybody know then it's just going to eat us alive. And so I think we have to be honest and open and say, okay, this is the areas that I got to work on. This is my mistakes. And this is what I have to do from there and, and start actively seeking that out. But I think as long as, again, you're not going to be honest about it, you'll never find the help that you need. You know, you're, it's almost sounding like you're saying that we're all in this together, whether you are young, old, black, white, no matter what. We're all in it together. We may think we have the only problem like this, but in reality, we're not the only one. No, we definitely are not. I mean, I, I can't tell you, uh, I, I've counseled people on anxiety ranging from teenagers all the way up to, to, to people in their 80s. It, it's not a, um, it, it's not something that is unique. Everybody goes through it and everybody's circumstances may feel different, but there's something re uniquely related to somebody else. Maybe not someone you know, but there's definitely people out there who's experiencing this. We're, we're not that unique that with uh, with a billion people in this world, we're not, we're not that unique in the sense of the problems that we have. We're unique in our personalities, et cetera, but, but we have other people out there that, that have gone through similar circumstances that we can lean on and rely on. Let's take another call. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Peter Demas. How are you today? Oh, boy. Let yeah. me tell you something. I heard y'all hit on something. Let me tell you something. Uh, we can't run and we can't hide. The problem with this wonderful America is that when I was born and all of my life, I've been hearing, I, I, I hear something, but I, I don't like the idea of hearing something, but I can't see it. We're always saying this is God's country. Hold it, you all. We need to stop saying that, because when you say you're God, that's dangerous. You need to walk it. We, we, that's a lie, because when you, when you say you're godly, that means love. If we are loving, how come there's so many churches when there's only one God? And why on Sunday at 11 o'clock is the most racist hour in America? How come we can't even go to church together? I'm talking about blacks. Let me, let me bring it home to you. Why are there so many black churches in a town called Murfreesboro when there's only one God? Y'all thought I was going to say white and black churches, didn't you? <laughs> I caught you. We're supposed to love. Ain't it funny, Bart, and to your guess, you can tell when a man love a woman, she can be no good. He'll do everything for her, won't he? Oh, y'all didn't think, okay, so we tell on him. 
Ain't it funny how we can be? Sir, let me tell you all something. From Mothersburg to China, we're in trouble. Ain't no point in nobody trying to talk around way man have become. I never thought I'd dream to see you all would close the church down. And I'm very disappointed. So ain't no point in nobody trying to talk too much about how godly you are. Why didn't they protest then, America? Who protested about that? Uh-oh, y'all have a good day. You too. Thank you for calling. Peter, any thoughts on that? You know, I... I he's absolutely correct. God is love. And I think we have to look at the biblical definition of love. And when we look at first Corinthians 13 and see all the things with love, love is patient, love is kind, you know, but it also says love doesn't rejoice in the truth. You know, that, that, and then when we go to Jude and we look at love and, and, and Jude, and, and I think it's verse three, verse four of, of Jude, you know, uh, um, you know, Jude says, you know, he is, he is wanting to, to increase love. And then later he talks about uh, a few verses down is the way to do so is to, to fight for our faith and we have to fight for our faith. Uh, so, so I do uh, agree that God is love, but I also think sometimes the way we look at love is not necessarily, you know, that that it that it's love from an earthly sense. It is love in a godly sense, and I think we have to we have to look at how God looks at these things, and so. But we have seen persecution of Christians going all the way back to the beginning of Christ, and we've seen persecution of God's people going all the way back to the beginning of man. And from that persecution, uh, we do, I think, have a duty and a responsibility as Christians to be able to stand up for our faith. But at the same time, we are not to put the ideas of man ahead of our, our, our godly perspectives, and, 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 and we're supposed to turn to him. So one of the things that I know when I get angry on things from a political side, I have to kind of just stop and pray and say, God, you know, this is, this is your country. This is who you, you know, this is, you know, do you want me involved in it? And if God wants me involved in it, then, then, he'll, then he'll let me know. But, you know, but some of these things that I don't like that I watch on the news or that I that I watch around me, um, God doesn't want me involved in it at that point in time. But I think a lot of it has to spend time in the word of God and to spend time in, in listening to him and 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 following his direction and and and, and he will direct there. So some people, um, I think we we, uh, we have different assignments and, and, and I think that's the part that we have to do. And when we don't listen to him and we use Christianity, and, and that was one of the reasons why it took me so long to become a Christian. I grew up going to church. I grew up going to Christian schools, but it took me so long to become a Christian because I didn't understand that piece of it. I didn't understand that that just because people used the name of, of Christ, just because people said they were Christian, didn't make it so. And and from that, um, and, but once I learned that it's a relationship, and once I learned that, that he is my Lord and I'm supposed to follow what, what he asked me to do, then, then, it, then it creates a... Um, a freedom that I don't have to worry about the stuff that's going on everywhere around. Again, I just got to worry about my circle of influence. We're almost out of time this morning, and we have calls coming in and text coming in, but we can't get to those because we are almost out of time. Before we leave, we have about 30 seconds or so. What can we do to bring our country together, to bring the people together? You know, the the, Bible is very clear that we, we have to repent and turn back toward God, and he will heal our land. 
I think it's, uh, you know, and, and I think that's what we have to do. We don't have to wait to the National Day of Prayer to do it. We don't have to, where we use that verse only on that day. I think we have to do it all throughout the year, and I think that's what we have to do. And so the people that are upset about whatever it is out there that's going on, I think we have to repent what's going on in our lives and what's going on for, for, for us as a nation and how we participated in part of it. And from that, I think God will start to heal us. Peter, if people have questions they want to ask you or uh, maybe you could pray with them or something of that sort, guide them. Can they contact you if they see you at Demas Restaurant? Can they come by? And- Absolutely. You can you can, you can can do that, or you can email me. My email address is peter at demasbrands.com. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I will always get to my emails. It's not always immediate, but I always get to my emails. You can you can contact me that way, and that's, uh, uh, that's generally the best way to do it because I'm not sure which restaurant I'm going to be at or if I'm going to be in my office, but, but that's easily the best way, peter at demasbrands.com. Peter, thank you again for being with us in helping clear up this. I mean, it's it's sort of a muddle once in a while. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate it. Peter Demas visiting with us this morning. We'll see you tomorrow. Truman's next right here on your Good Neighbor Station. Hey, have a super day.